What is up, Divi Nation? Welcome to episode 215 of Divi Chat. We're so happy to have you guys here. Welcome to our panel and to all those watching live. And we appreciate all of you who, who dutifully tune in on your podcast apps after the fact as well. We'd love to see you live, but I know it's tough having a global audience, you know? I mean, what can we say? We got peoples all over the world and it's we try and pick a time, Divi Chat o'clock. Uh, or, you know, ish. It's a little after. <laughs> nine after. A little after Divi Chat We're doing nine after this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Divi Chat o'clock. So we're only two usually, minutes late. Yeah, we're only two <laughs> minutes late at nine after. So perfect. Right. Excellent. Uh, I'm still waiting for those submissions of the seven after podcast t-shirt designs from anybody. I really want to have that. I think that would be super fun in anticipation of our who knows if we could ever have a Divi meetup in 2022, <laughs> but I would totally wear a seven after podcast t-shirt to that. Anyway, yeah. today on Divi Chat, we are talking about migrating websites. If you are going to build a Divi website, you are going to have to move a Divi website. So there's a ton of different technical bits. This is one of our more technical shows, and it could have been considered a back to basics show. I actually thought about it, but there's so many elements to this that it can be both a basic and an advanced show all rolled into one. So I didn't bother categorizing it in that way. Before we dive into our topic, though, why don't we go around and introduce our lovely panel? It's me and the fellas today, guys. Eric, yeah. go for it. And then we'll go counterclockwise with no need to wait. All right. My name's Eric. I'm in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and I'm with In Transit Studios. And looking forward to talking about this because when I first got started out, this was this was a pain. So excited to be talking about it. Right on. So counterclockwise, but skipping you, right, Stephanie? Yes. No, that's <laughs> I said clockwise. Not you said counterclockwise. Counter you said counterclockwise. <laughs> We'll go clockwise, though. Rewind the tape. I want to hear it back. <laughs> All right. Whoever wants to go. Recount. All right, Mike, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Mike Devitt, and I run our web design business here in the UK, where we've just claimed 65 medals in the Olympic Games. Whoa. So if you want to strike gold with your business, oh, oh, my. then look us up <laughs> at webdesignpro.co. Have a little uh, browse and then head over to that contact form. It's a great subject tonight, uh, website migrations. I love them. A website migration gives you more adrenaline than your cup of Starbucks in the morning. <laughs> that is true. He's, he's wound up tonight. I know. <laughs> that was a multiple groaner intro. Normally you just have the one groaner, but now we had two. Different. I went for it. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know if I can follow that. Follow. <laughs> hey everyone, Tim Streifler here. I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and you can find me online at divilife.com. And uh, I haven't been following the Olympics super close, but I thought I heard that US won the most golds. Am I wrong? They did. Just. Okay. They did. Just. Just barely beat out China. So if you really yeah. want to strike gold, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to strike gold, contact <laughs> Any of line. these three companies here, because I no longer do client work. So, <laughs> webdesignpro.co and intransitstudios.com and focuswp. Even though you don't, I guess technically that's client work. Anyways, divilife.com for all your divi plugin layout and child theme needs. 
<laughs> well done. Well, it's almost like See, you I just gave all of you guys a, uh, a little bit of a shout out. Thanks. So yeah, I know you Tim did. mentioned Focus That's WP, great. which is my company, uh, and it's halfway based in the U.S. here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and the other half is up in Toronto, straddling the border. And I have no idea how many medals Canada won. They were uh, who was it? Australia was killing it in the swimming, but uh, oh. we have. Zero Australians on tonight. We broke our rule one weekend, Tim. Last week, yeah, you proclaimed we must always have one Australian, and we have failed. Where yeah, are you, I Australia? The Australian guy win the BMX freestyle. Oh, my gosh. He was insane. He didn't just win. He just, like, destroyed the competition. So Yeah, I saw the competition, and I'm like, what is this? Like, the neighborhood skate park? Like, it was so lame. And then this guy came out and was like, did he forget that gravity exists? Like, what in the world? He was unbelievable. Yeah. 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 So good. Anyway, all of well, our at least kids that's, now I think Yeah. Oh, I bet yeah. they do too. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Stephanie Hudson. Let's kick off our topic tonight. Let's start talking about it. We're going to migrate some websites. There's a lot that goes into it. Tim, first up, you know what we're going to do. We're going to define yeah. migrating a website. What does that even mean? Yes. So migrating a website is, I mean, to give you the most straightforward answer possible, it is taking a website from one location, one server, one local computer, whatever it may be, and moving it over to another server. I I don't know why I went with that hand motion, but um, so it's <laughs> literally moving the site files uh, from one location to another. And so there's different scenarios that we're going to talk about today, whether or not you're changing the domains or the domain staying the same, whether you're going from uh, a actual live server that can be connected to you on the internet to another live server, or if you're going from local uh, to live. And so there's different uh, situations. And there's a few different tools that I use uh, depending on the situation and, and kind of the type of site that it is. Um, and so we're going to talk about all of that. But basically, uh, WordPress is not like a PDF file. A PDF file, you can email it, you can open it over here, you can do this. WordPress is complex and it has information stored in different ways. The content is stored in the MySQL database, the sites, files, so media, theme files, plugin files are stored uh in the the file structure of the server and so uh and then all of it is kind of uh connected uh with urls and and, and different things and so you can't just take a site and move it there's steps that have to be done and uh urls that have to be rewritten and so uh it can be complicated but it can also be really easy with the right tools um, however one thing that I do want to talk about is understanding what's actually happening and how WordPress is built, like structurally, so that you know when something goes wrong, you can easily diagnose it, um, rather than just relying completely on the tools, knowing how to migrate a site manually, even if most of the time you don't. Exactly. So to reiterate, just for clarity, somebody else, let's just break down what are the what are the basically the, the three sections of things that we need to consider when we're moving a site i think there's three anyway do you guys what do you got well I think there's the, the uh, database yes 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 so i'll say one i'll let someone else say the other well i i when you're looking at that you're looking at the uh 
the WordPress install itself. So the actual content management system itself. So you've got, obviously that's connected to the database, but you've got everything that you've got on there. So you might have, you know, uh, specific plugins. So that's the thing that you're, that you're considering, but within that you'll have the URLs. So depending on what you're doing and where you're going. So if you're changing the URLs, that's something that you need to uh, consider. But this would all come into a plan anyway, because I'm one for big lists and big plans, as you already know. Yes. We do. <laughs> uh, but it's very, very important that um, whatever you whatever you do is if you you kind of know your existing sitemap, your existing structure of your site before you do anything, before you go anywhere else. And you need to know what it's going from and to. So. Yes, that's all true. And maybe my question was in, was terrible. But yeah, I'm, I think so of it as like I the database as, and the files for sure. Yeah, what's the third one? And that's what I'm curious about. Well, I, I, those two. I guess I should I should have just said those two. And then separately, you have to just take into consideration the domain. Like that's the other sort of piece oh, of it that you have to sort of address. And that was a terribly asked question. But question. It was a trick question. I'm sorry. <laughs> but those are the, okay. So when you're moving the actual site, it's files and a database. So it is two things. It's two separate things that have to be considered. Some of the methods do both at once, some don't. So you have to know that you have that. So the, the files, the files include what guys? What are the files of a WordPress website? WordPress itself. So uh, which you can download from wordpress.org. Um, your theme files which is going to include Divi, and this is Divi chat. So for most mm -hmm. of us, Divi and then maybe a child theme is really all that you have there. Or if you have leftover uh, of the default theme and you don't clear that out, then that'll be there too. Um, and then plugins. And then I said that as if that was the last thing, but it's not. Media files is the last thing. So uploads yeah. to your, your media library. Images, yep. all the images, logos, PDFs, any of that kind of stuff. Right. So those are all the files, all the PHP files, CSS files, all of those things. Those are all the files of your site. And then you, of course, have the database. And sometimes that can be the more intimidating piece to try and figure out. And so if you don't want to go log into cPanel and get into the database or however you attack it, PHP, my admin, all that stuff, if you don't want to touch that, then the best way to do it is to use a tool to do it. I happen to be a managed WP girl, as many of you know. I use that, and they have a clone function on the site, which handles a lot of things for you. So when I, if you, the trick with that is, for the most part, there is a way around it. But for the most part, you have to have two websites added into managed WP, and you can take one and clone it over the other. Now a website basically is a WordPress install that has a publicly available URL. So that's how I'm sort of defining that. If you've got two sites that are available, you can clone one from here to there. And it will do it pretty much all for all the way for you. There is one additional step I take, and that is to go in and do a search and replace of the domain name. And that to me is the easiest way. Now, sometimes getting the site into Manage WP might be the, the a bit of a tricky part because there are different scenarios in which we might want to move a site, right, you guys? So I thought maybe we could touch on those as well. So this example that I just gave is maybe I'm 
building on a dev server. And then I, it's time to launch the site. A, a site launch is just a migration, really, isn't it? So if I'm going to launch my site, I'm going to migrate it from my dev server to the live server, wherever that is. If that's overwriting their existing, if it's moving them to, if it's a new host, whatever, wherever it is, it's just basically cloning one site to another. Yeah, That's as simple as that is. What are some other scenarios um, where you might need to migrate? Yeah, so I would say um, what makes it kind of confusing is, so say say there's there's not a live site, right, that you're replacing. Yeah. Um, and so it's a new site. You still built it on your dev server and you need to get over to the live server and you need to connect the domain. Um, so that would be kind of a different situation. Typically what I like to do is get the, the website live on a coming soon page before migrating the site so that the DNS has already propagated, everything's there. And now you're just gonna replace that kind of coming soon temporary site with the site that you've been working on on your dev server. So basically what, what I, the scenario I'm describing is then making it like that first scenario, Stephanie, which right. is replacing an existing site. But I find it easier to do that way rather than migrating it and then trying to sync up the domain and change the domain and stuff like that. Because a lot of the tools that we use will say, okay, here's your existing site on your dev server and you're gonna move it over here to this live server. What is the domain going to be? And so if it's already set and it's already worked out on the 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 live servers in, totally then replacing the site is just way easier that way, at least yeah. in my experience. Yeah. So uh, exactly the same, Tim. So uh, we did one this week. We did a Divi site this week, which basically um, has got uh, the new domain uh, set on the site, but the A record's not pointing to it yet. So the wordpress website is um basically i use all in one migration so create a wordpress install on uh, the new site install all in one migration onto that wordpress install have all in one migration on the old site export that file import the file into the new site and you've got a you've got a, almost a, a backup now you've got a backup copy of what you've got from your old site to your new site and then on your new site you can then check everything is okay and everything is as it should be and then all you need to do is point your a record at it and it's done so it's it, it takes away a lot of that sort of stress of potentially trying to move things um to say a, a, a live domain um and and thinking to yourself, oh man, you know, have I done this? Have I done that? Have I done this? Are people clicking on links and and that sort of thing? So that that scenario of of just moving something across and then just literally copying those files straight over, uh, you can then still do all of your tests afterwards. Um, but nine times out of ten, as long as you haven't got any um, specific URL. So one of those things that Stephanie was just talking about about using search and replace is where you might have written a full URL into a CSS file. So you might have said a background is HTTPS example.com forward slash the rest of your URL. Instead of using a relative URL, which would just be the forward slash and the rest of the URL, it's easily done. 
and those sort of things can catch you out and trip you up through a migration. And sometimes even with search and replace, that doesn't always pick that up. So it's a really important thing that when you move a site over, if you've done specific CSS in your child thing and you've put some any URLs into that, make sure that you just check your CSS file afterwards to make sure that that is, you know, you've you pulled that across as well. It's really easily done, really easily missed. Yeah, because yeah, if you there's miss other places it, you'll know. that could be too. Yeah, you'll <laughs> Sorry, know when you you'll say you'll know when you when you're finally all done with everything and you know, let's say you wait 30 days or whatever and you're you're finished finished with the project and you delete your staging or dev site. And yes. suddenly, yes. you know, the client contact goes, all my picture, all my images are gone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You only do that had, once. So. Yeah. I've, I've made the mistake where I migrated from local to live and some something happened in the tool I was using and it didn't rewrite some of the URLs like for the images properly. But instead of it being a dev server, it was local. So I was looking, I was like, it looks great. And send it to the client to like, hey, <laughs> giant images aren't loading. Well, their computer can't access my local install. So Your for local, me, it right. looked oh. great. <laughs> but for them, it did not. Yeah. I never use local. I've heard, I know a lot of people do. It's faster and all that kind of stuff. But I just have never, I've never set it up on my end. Do you guys use local to develop? Yeah. Do you, Eric? I, no, because I have a team at this point, And I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure there's probably a way to set it up, but it's just easier for us to have it, you know. Yeah, there is a way to set it up. You put it on the internet. So exactly. <laughs> so we just do it that way. Yeah, if you have a team and different collaborators, local doesn't work. What I, I use local for is for, uh, like, testing things on my mind just because it's it's far faster to spin up a local site than it is to, to create a new site and stuff um, on a live server, typically. Um, but yeah, if you're doing, you have a team members and stuff, then yeah, local just doesn't, doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the way I use the, do the search and replace, just to clarify the exact process is I go, as soon as I clone a site, um, the next thing I do is log in, add the better search replace plugin. Actually, I install it for managed WP because it's just in my list and I can just install it right there. And then you go into the site and I do, um, a search for the domain name itself, just by itself. So like focuswp.co and I'll, and I'll say like what the old one was like focusdev.com, whatever. And then I'll, I'll do a search and replace for that. And then I'll go in and do HTTP for the correct domain and HTTPS just to make sure that's all covered as well. So that SSL doesn't throw up any errors. And I have a little, I have a rule of thumb both for cloning sites and for doing uh, a search and replace. And that is when you get that little message that pops up and says, are you sure you want to clone focuswp.co over focusdev.com? As soon as it pops that up, my rule is you have to read that message out loud to yourself. If you read it out loud, you hear it. And sometimes you'll say like, oh, wait, that's wrong. Because if you're just flying through your steps and you accidentally flip flop it, <laughs> that could be very bad. You could overwrite yeah. the brand new site you did or the correct URLs or whatever. So, and it's amazing that you can catch it. If you read it out loud, it causes you to stop for just long enough to say it and really focus on it. So take my little, Good. that's my little tip. And of course, you know why I have to have that tip because I've made the mistakes before, right? So learn from us, you guys. Yeah. yeah. And I think this comes back to thinking about uh, your planning beforehand as well. And 
if you've planned beforehand uh, one of the big parts of any site migration is knowing at any point don't be afraid to stop and, and reverse direction if you need to so if you've got your planning correct you'll think okay this is not going well and you'll know if it's not going well and uh, and it's easier to stop and reverse direction and just say okay it's not going well today i'm going to put this back and one of the ways in which you can do that is if let's just say for the sake of argument you've actually completed most of the migration it's gone across you've changed the a record so you've changed the you've pointed the um domain at the new um, ip address that it that the site's now on and as you've done that my tip is if you set the time to live on that a record to around 300 seconds which is about five minutes then if something goes wrong you can quickly reverse it and say okay we found a big problem there's a big issue and so you're not plowing on causing more and more problems and more and more angst you're switching it back because time to live um, basically uh, allows external name service to cache the information about any given DNS record so what you're doing here is you're just giving that right you when you change a, a domain record normally you find with most uh, registrars or internet service providers your where your DNS your library is you will see that it's set to around about 60 minutes that's like their default so you can just go in if you've got like got like a GoDaddy domain you can go in and you can select custom and set that to 300 seconds if the if everything goes well and you've got no problem then you can reset that later on back to 60 minutes uh, but just give yourself that 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 opportunity to go back if things do go wrong because somebody would have far rather appreciate that than a situation when you've plowed on and you've got all kinds of issues and all kinds of problems so as part of your plan have a backup plan so ttl i have always pronounced in my head time to live <laughs> me too <laughs> i was in here thinking tim, i have been wrong tim how do you pronounce it in your head i i time wait what is the way that mike just said it time to live time it's, to, it's time, to, time live. to live it's kind of like how long is it, is it living so it's kind of like if you think if you think about it it's um if it's set to five minutes then it's going to live for five minutes in that cache. see i i I think I always I'm, said live too in my head. Yeah, because it's, oh, it's how much time until it until it's live. Isn't that what it is? That's what I but thought it was. I was. I was. It's I have, like an existential. Was, that's how long you expected it to go question. live. So go. I always said it's it potato, as small potato. Right. Vote it out oh, in yeah. the in the chat, you guys. Let us know. Oh no, <laughs> is it live or live? I don't know. I don't even know well, how, how you can gonna... tell us in the chat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys so will find a way. I, uh, I, I basically have two ways of migrating sites. Typically, using automated tools, and uh, depending on the situation, I'll use one or the other. So, for bigger sites, I will always use migrate guru so it's a free plugin on the wordpress repository it's by blog vault and the reason why i love this tool not only is it free but they actually 
connect you connect your site on the original location so whether it's local or on a, on a dev server staging server and then you connect the live server uh and it connects via ftp um and then it does the migration on their servers and so um that means that if you're on if either of the the dev or the live site is is on like shared hosting and it's like low resources type of thing that won't really matter as much because the actual migration is using up their resources on their servers which is pretty powerful especially considering it's it's a free tool and so uh you can migrate the site and so if it's a big site uh with a lot of of uh, images and a lot of content and stuff like that um it, it handles it beautifully uh and if you've been doing this long enough you know that um, some of the automated plugins where you're downloading the site and then you're exporting it and then importing it sometimes depending on the hosting and depending on how big the site is it will fail and it'll time out and stuff like that which is really frustrating so that's why i love migrate guru is it just doesn't do that because it's handling that migration on their servers with their resources um awesome. however be, uh, it is super powerful but sometimes it can be a little bit annoying to go in and get your ftp information and stuff like that um and so if it's a small site and i just need to do a quick migration i will typically use all-in-one wp migration you install it on um the site original site you export it and then you take that file and you go over to the new site and you install all-in-one wp migration and then you import it um, and then it handles it really, really well. Um, however, I've had it fail for really big sites. Um, yeah, and then for the, the site's really stars. big, then you need, then you need an add-on uh, in order to uh, import uh, a really big site as well, a paid add-on. Otherwise, it's free. So those are the two things I typically use, um, and it works really, really well. So, what about what you, Eric? You, you guys? Yeah, yeah. I use Manage WP, um, and then I use a, a plugin, Velvet Blues, uh, to go through mm -hmm. and, and update URLs after a migration. And if Manage WP fails, then I'll do it manually. Um, but I need to check into this Migrate Guru, so it sounds fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. I've never, it, when doing that, I've never had to manually do any URLs um it just it, it handles it really well so i've it, it yeah the whatever tool it does to do that i've never used it but i've heard good things too now you want to tell the the people how you do it manually if manage wp were to fail uh, i have to open up and follow a checklist it's kind but you, yeah. you log into the 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 site that you're you want to move and there's a you've got to zip and download a couple of different things and then upload it and go in and change the database prefix and you know there's there's several steps to it but i just josh hall has a step-by-step -step thing and i just follow it every single time but i don't i don't do it but maybe once every six months so i i would have to, I'd have to yeah uh somebody in the chat actually mentioned i think it was miro mentioned josh hall's uh tutorial oh yeah here Warriors. it is he said, must find Josh Hall's tutorial. It's it's really, yeah. So jo go see Josh. He takes care of that list. If you do run into a situation where these other tools don't work. Uh, another thing that I, isn't necessarily a tool, but you it works in this case too. If I'm setting up a new site on my hosting or if I'm, which I'm using uh, WP aligned these days. And if you, but if you use things like SiteGround, Cloudways, any, any of the ones that we normally talk about, the, when you first, 
set up a site, they'll migrate the site for you. So that is usually included. And that's a fun little, I, I used to be like, no, I'll do it myself. I want to have control over it. And now I'm like, why? Why would I yeah. yeah. Like, please, by all means, do this for me, you guys. And they do it perfectly, you know, and then if any issues or whatever arise, they deal with it. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> like well, using yeah, what do you, well, what do you, use? I was just going to say, there was just one thing I was thinking about, which is about, um, the, the hosting company that you might be going from and to. Mm -hmm. And so before you migrate your site across, do you know anything about this hosting company? Because you could be using a client's, a client says, oh, I've got this hosting. And so reluctantly, you might agree to put a site onto their hosting. You might have had a look at it and thought, oh, no, I can do that. Um, but they might have their own caching setup. And they might have a specific caching plugin that goes with their server. So, for example, if you're migrating from something you've built in SiteGround, what SiteGround are now doing automatically when you create any um, WordPress install is they're adding a security plugin and they're adding an, their SiteGround optimizer plugin. And if you've built a site with that on a SiteGround server and then you migrate that over and then you forget to get rid of that plugin, that plugin's not gonna work, you're gonna run into problems, and it's easy, something that's easy easy to miss. So my question is, are you able to actually run a test on that new server before you actually migrate the site across? So again, as part of your backout or your backup plan is, let's just not go, okay, we're gonna just migrate the site across and, and, and take that chance. Let's take that site, put it on, say, a subdomain somewhere, point it at that server so you can actually see whether that site is A, going to migrate and work on that hosting company's website, uh, and um, and B, is it actually going to have the same speed as well because it might run like a speeding bullet on your local install or on your mm -hmm. existing server, but that hosting company, it may not. And it's better to know now than to do it and go through a live situation where you've said, yeah, I can do that for you. It goes across and you've created disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note too, um, I agree with everything you just said, uh, Mike, with, if you are, if, if they're basically declining your maintenance and hosting and stuff to wanting to use something that they've been using. Yeah. And like Mike said, figuring out if it works, but also making that clear to the client and say, I'm not sure I've never used this hosting company before. It might not work or it might not work as well so that you kind of plant that seed. So if they, once you launch the site and it's like what Mike said, it's not quite as fast as it was in your dev server, but they're seeing it, all the updates and stuff on the dev server, they'll be like, okay, wow, this is way slower. I think I do want to actually go on your hosting and maintenance plan after all. And so, but if you kind of plant that seed, then it's something that you kind of, so you should submarine the site is basically what you're saying. No, so. don't do it on purpose. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but my point is like, if, if you don't warn them ahead of time about that, then all of a sudden now they're blaming you. It looks like you did something wrong because now it's not running well. But it's like, no, no, no. If you kind of plant that seed beforehand that it could, it might not run as well. I'm going to do my best. Then uh, at least they'll know ahead of time and you, they can kind of be mentally prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to testing the site, like Mike's saying, before you point the servers over, which we've had a lot of DNS chatter the past few weeks 
We haven't actually discussed like the DNS of pointing the domain. We've talked about email last week. We've talked about, uh, what was the one before that? We've talked about a few different things that, that are like flirting with the DNS lately, but, um, uh, but anyway, we uh, do need to- Email, yeah, SPF records, DMAR. Yeah, we need DPF. to- yeah. yeah, the whole email alphabet last week. But we do need to touch on the other DNS stuff. But basically, when you're going to point a website to it, before you do that, it is good to have the site up and to be able to check it, obviously. And this is like a little pet peeve of mine. I SiteGround used to have, I used to have everything on SiteGround and I don't anymore, but they used to have um, a dev link. Like there was a really goofy formula you could put in. It involved a tilde and like part of your username, I don't know. Anyway, it was this link that you could do and you could go and access your site publicly on the internet before the domain was pointed to it, which was just like phenomenally useful. Like it shocks me that not all website hosts have this functionality. Um, but if you don't have that functionality, here's what you do. You install it on that server still at a subdomain, if you can, I guess it depends. I don't know, wherever you're going to do it, you put it on a subdomain and you can test it. And then the way that you have to switch it, you have to actually log into the WordPress settings in the cPanel if you have that, if it's a cPanel or if it's in Plesk. And there's two places that the domain name lives in the WordPress install. Like not digging into the config file and all of that, but if you go through like the, the Plesk, like the Softaculous, have you guys seen that in your... Uh, in your cPanel or your Plesk, there's Softaculous, which can install WordPress for you. But if you go in through there, you can edit it and you can get into your WordPress. And there's there are two fields that you have to change that have the domain name in them. I don't know the names of them right off the top of my head, but it's the two, they're right near the top of like the main database. And you can, um, you can change that there to the temporary domain that you're using and you can test your site. Then once you point the other domain, you have to switch those back. So it's a little bit of a hassle. You can also use the uh, hosts file on your computer if you're on a Mac. Mike, you can take a break for a minute. I'm going to talk about Macs. <laughs> yeah, go, go get some water. water take the dog get, a, out. get a cup of coffee or something. Yeah, he did get up. <laughs> he's actually, he's actually going to go fill up his water. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. If you have a if you have a Mac, you can do the hosts method file, which I absolutely hate. I don't know why I hate it. It's so annoying to rewrite that host file. You have to basically say, if I type this into my browser, don't really go there. You should really go here. Show me these files instead. And then you can test your site that way. And it's like I there's no need for me to go into all the technical details of it, like because you're gonna have to Google it again anyway if you're gonna do that, because I have to always Google it. It's like Eric, what he does the manual the manual move. It's like, you got to go look at it because there's so many little steps. It's not that it's hard. It's just yeah. annoying. There's just a lot of steps. So those are two different ways you can do it. You can change the domain name right in the WordPress install or, you, oh, welcome back, Mike. There is a way now, to do I'd that. I'd just like to PC. say that yeah. there is a hosts file on a Windows machine as well. Well, yeah, but I thought that it was different. I thought that it was a whole it's, different it's, thing. It's, it's, no, it works exactly the same way. So C Windows System 32 drivers ETC. That's where your host file is. <laughs> well, wow. it is in ETC for me too. There you go. So, so, so what are some examples of times you might want to do something like this? 
Oh, that's a good question. I would say, if I may, that it's whenever you are moving a site to a new host, like if there's a, say there's, say their website is already live and you're moving the site to a new host, but you don't want to overwrite their live site until you've had a chance to test it. That to me is a perfect thing. It also can be used for staging. So if you need to just make some changes to an existing site, but you don't want to work on the live site, you may want to dump it to a subdomain or staging server on the same hosting company for the reasons mentioned before, where you wouldn't want to put it onto a whole different hosting company because then you might get inconsistent results. So that would be use cases for me. Yeah. Anybody and else? You've got, if you've got uh, example.com and you're going, you've been creating a new site um, on uh, your new hosting. So your new site, your new hosting, and the hosting company says, well, what's your um, your domain name for, for this? You say it's example.com, but you haven't pointed it there yet. That's when you get your hosts file and you put the IP address in of that new hosting platform and you map it to example.com. So you can work on that and you can have all your URLs, everything set up beforehand so everything is absolutely spot on. And then if you then remove or comment out that line in your host file and you go back to the other site, if you need to go to the other site, just the old site to check something or um, just the live um, site. Yeah. Yeah. Your proper live right. site. Yeah. And then when you're ready and you um, and you've gone back and you've checked again, all you're doing then is you're doing exactly the same thing. You're just pointing your A record to that new site. Yeah, so right. basically you're okay. overriding what your computer is seeing from yes. the actual real name server directory. Yes. Um, which I think this is a good time to bring up that we should have an, a future episode on DNS and, and, and talking about all this stuff specifically. Um, as it relates to migrating, though, I want to talk about my process, which involves Cloudflare. I use Cloudflare for a bunch of reasons speed security um, and then the third reason which isn't the last sometimes it's even the most important reason is because of the super fast dns because of the cloudflare network and so what i do so here's a scenario uh i had a client where i they had an, um, their old site on their old hosting then i was building them a new site and going to put it on my hosting and so what i did ahead of time several days before is i connected their domain to Cloudflare. And so Cloudflare was then hosting the DNS. And again, we're gonna talk about all this in a future episode, mm -hmm. what that actually means. And so um, their domain was hosted with Cloudflare's DNS, but pointing to the old server first. After I built the site and I had it migrated to the live server, I then changed the uh, A record to point to the new hosting with the new Did you site. almost just lose track of what you're saying? Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your now, eyes like got like, oh no, for a second. Yeah. When it comes to domains, there's something called propagation, which means you change where that domain is pointing from this server to, to this server over here. Well, that it takes time for it to propagate across the internet. However, Cloudflare, one of the beautiful things about Cloudflare is 
as long as you have Cloudflare set up a couple days in advance, everything's already propagated. When you make a change on Cloudflare's DNS to a new server, there's no propagation. It's instant. And it's just because of the way the Cloudflare network works. So that's good for a couple of reasons. One is that when the site launches, everyone's going to be seeing the new site all at once right away. But then two, if you need to revert back to the previous hosting, you can do that super easily. So if all of a sudden, like, oh, no, this isn't working, like we forgot about this, we didn't account for this, like bring the old site back. OK, I just point it over to the old hosting. And I don't have to do any other migrations and stuff. So it's basically just there's two sites. And now I'm just pointing the, the domain to the that's one a one. similar reason to what Mike was saying with the TTL, except for I got distracted because he was saying it wrong. So oh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting some no, abuse this evening. The time to live, the time to live <laughs> slash live is it was a similar reason. So that's if you don't use Cloudflare, you can adjust that so that at least gets it faster. But but yeah, I use Cloudflare. To not with cloud, not with Cloudways. Did you say Cloudways or just Cloudflare? Cloudflare. Yeah. Cloudflare. Just Cloudflare. Okay, because yeah. Cloudways is a host, a hosting company. But yeah, I yeah. I I try to. Uh, this is my new. This is this year for sure. I've been doing all new sites. I'm setting the DNS to be managed by Cloudflare, and then yeah. uh, it's yeah. just it's just so much better. I'll yeah. echo it. I remember I didn't learn this until just. Uh, it was a episode a few months ago, uh, Tim, I, you said something about it and I checked into it. And so I just was curious, you know, we never use cloud failure. We started using it three months ago and I just looked, we have 36 sites already on it. Um, Boom. because it just makes awesome. it so much faster. I mean, it's just the way to, yeah. it's just, that's our new pro that just, that's how we launch new sites now. And the, yeah. the clients, don't care. They're, they're so, they're so confused when they, you talk to them about it. They're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that yeah, go ahead. <laughs> now we'll have to tackle this the Cloudflare stuff for sure in the DNS episode, but just a little side thing that I do is I set up a site a Cloudflare account for each client. Uh and then I go into that account and I add myself as a delegate on their account so that I can manage it and then I send them their login. That way I don't have the responsibility of ownership of their DNS. And they can go change the password if they want, but I can still access it. So that's my tiny little workaround. Yeah. Yeah. One thing we do only for maintenance and hosting. If they're not on our maintenance and hosting, then we have them on, we we would have them on their own. But if they're on our maintenance and hosting, it's just easier if I just, that's how we do it. Yeah. I I do the same, Eric. Um, And, but there are times where I I have done Stephanie's way with setting it up on on a different Cloudflare account. However, I did learn somewhat recently that you can actually migrate sites like super easily so basically you just create a new cloudflare account and then put in the domain and then just change the name servers at the registrar like you would if you were adding it to cloudflare for the first time and it it seamlessly carries over all the dns records and stuff so moving it from cloudflare account your main one to the clients one with their own email is super easy to do if you ever need to do that later on so okay We'll have to touch that one later because I don't, I think I need you to say it again, but, uh, okay. So when you're migrating a site, we are, I mean, it's hard to talk about migrating a site without getting into DNS at all. But when you move your site, I used to always point name servers back in the day. I didn't, I didn't have an understanding of this DNS stuff. And if you are migrating a site and you want to point the domain from one host to another, if you change the name servers, you have to understand that you are also changing 
all of their DNS records, which of course includes all of the tricky email stuff that we talked about in our previous episode, 214. Yeah. So and go back and, and check out that if you need to. Another uh, point for Cloudflare is Cloudflare will migrate all those records automatically, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, it does handle it automatically, which is amazing. But basically, if you want to move a website, you only need to tackle that A record, just the A record. Well, maybe a C name. But again, for the most part, you don't need to move your name servers, which was, I don't know if any of you guys ever thought that, but I thought that's how you moved a site. Yeah. And well, the reason for why is, is some hosting companies like in their documentation will say, you know, if you bought your domain at GoDaddy, go to GoDaddy and change your name servers mm -hmm. from the default ones over to our hosting. And basically they, a lot of times they do that, especially for cPanel powered hosting companies, because then once they have uh, your name servers, then it's super easy to then create all the other, like the e email hosting and stuff like that. So it's just more seamless for them uh, to be able to just do it that way, opposed to having you point your A record and then having separate documentation for email and, and all that MX record right. stuff. So. Yeah. They're trying they, to work they, with their they lowest common denominator. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to lock you in as well, you know, yeah, bring, bringing everything in one place. And uh, they'll actually uh, make things easier for you um, by having your by having your name servers on their, on their packages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which um, there's, what, we'll talk about this more in the DNS episode, but where your name servers are hosted, it does matter. And so again, yeah. Cloudflare is great because of their network and stuff. Um, GoDaddy also has super fast DNS as well. Yeah. But if you're just changing your name servers to some, you know, little hosting company, it's like, who knows what their name server mm -hmm. service is like. So, so we need uh, to really also talk about the SEO side as well with moving a website. Yeah. Uh, I know we kind of touched on it earlier when we were talking about redirects um, and as part of like the plan, um, you should have a list of all the page URLs before the migration. So ideally, you can do that by getting this, a full sitemap. Um, and to get a full picture of a site's URLs, there's a really, really great tool. Now, for Mac users, you can all leave the room because it's oh, PC okay. only. <laughs> you get some Don't leave me. Don't leave me. <laughs> 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 um there's a there's a great tool for all pc users go danny she's in the chat um uh called zenu uh, that's x-e-n-u um and uh that will literally go through your entire site and it'll also it'll also show you everything on that website including the full structure of that site in a nice. in a browser window as well that's really cool good tip that is a good yeah. tip Speaking of, I have kind of a, I want to call it a horror story, but um, bringing up SEO and redirects and stuff like that, I had a client site where I didn't design it. I was building it from uh, an agency that outsourced, they designed it. And so I was just building their PSD mockups. I never really looked at the old site. I didn't know the SEO was important to them. I was just doing what I was told, which was, hey, build these PSD mockups on WordPress. Okay, great. And so when we went and launched the site, all of a sudden, I don't know how, maybe a week or two later, the client started freaking out that their search engine rankings just dropped. All their search traffic just dropped because they had a site 
that they had been doing a lot of SEO work on uh, over the course of several years, and they were ranking really well and getting a lot of organic traffic that way. Well, I didn't know that. I don't even know if my client um, who hired me knew that either. And so uh, basically what we found out happened was the SEO company that had been working with uh, this client for, for a while on their SEO also did web design and they had bid on the project and didn't get it. So they basically were bitter and just kind of, you know, uh. didn't care and didn't do anything and, you know, make sure that everything was properly set up, up with redirects. So not only were the pages different, but it went from .html URLs to WordPress pretty permalinks. And so it like everything completely changed different. It wasn't even like redesigns of each individual page. There was, it was like completely starting from scratch almost where like the SEO company should have been a part of that planning process and they weren't. And so, um, so yeah, so they tried to blame it on me, the developer who built the site that I should have done the, the redirects and everything. And I was like, I didn't even know that SEO right. was a, you know, a factor here. Um, so anyways, that's always a, a story I share to bring up that you should ask those types of questions when you're doing any type of redesign where you're going to be migrating a site and, and stuff like that. Like, are you getting search traffic? You know, yeah. what does that yeah. look like and stuff? Because if you're redesigning and the URLs are changing, then those need to be redirected. Um, I would say they need to be re redirected no matter what, but especially if search traffic is an important part of their marketing. Yeah, maybe have a, maybe have a look at it first. I mean, um, just going on to sort of talking about redirecting traffic, um, setting up three hundred one redirects, um, making sure that so when you're with your plan and your existing list of uh, URLs on that site, you need to know where that URL is going to be. Is it going to be exactly the same address on the new site, or is it changing to something else? And if it is, what's it changing to? And you need to make sure that that's set up as a uh, a three hundred one redirect, a three hundred one. How do you guys set those up? Permanent, permanent what, do you, what do you use? What do you use for your redirects? Cloudflare. Like you do individual three hundred ones in there? Uh, yeah. So in Cloudflare, you can do uh, forwarding URLs that does three hundred one. Um, so it depends. So here's my thought process on this. There's lots of ways to do a three hundred one redirect. You can do it in your .ht access file, you could do That's it right. with a plugin, you can do it with your hosting company a lot of times. Um, a lot of times though, with a plugin, if you simply deactivate the plugin, well, all your redirects go with it. Cool. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and then same thing with hosting. If it's at the hosting level, a lot of times too, if you move hosting, then that can potentially get messed up too, depending on how they do it. But with Cloudflare, it's like, chances are you're not gonna move it off of Cloudflare. So that's why I typically will do it that way. However, you only get, I forget how many free uh, ones that you can do on the free plan without paying for it. So if it's a lot of URLs, then that would get very expensive and just not worth it. Can you do a wildcard on Cloudflare, Tim? Yes. Yeah, you can do wildcard. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. I didn't even know that was a that was a thing. I know Cloudflare does so many things that uh, I, I barely scratched the surface. And also, I... I feel like we should probably address how awkward it is to say that word more than one time. Cloudflare. 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 You end up saying cloudflare. 
McLeod Fair. It's really, it's a tongue twister. I don't know why. I don't know if anyone here follows Neil Patel, a marketer, but he owns mm -hmm. a, a, a tool called Uber Suggest. And so yeah. a lot of his marketing videos, he'll tell people, okay, go over to Uber Suggest and do this. Well, he just like mumbles through it. So he's like, all right, you're going to go to Uber Suggest. It's just like, what? Like Uber Suggest? Like that one time Uber he literally says? said Uber Suggest. <laughs> What? <laughs> Anyways. Uber test. Uber Sounds test. like a never mind. Uh okay, so one other thing I was thinking about when it comes to the migrations. We've talked about a lot of things. Uh oh, first before that, I have a question. If you're listening or watching live, uh let us know in the comments. Do you guys enjoy these super technical episodes? We've had a few lately and clearly now we're going to tackle DNS next week. Like we're doing this next week. So I'm sick of talking about doing it. <laughs> Um, so for once we know what's coming next week, everybody, but, uh, do you like these really technical episodes or do you like more of the lighter ones? Let us, let us know what you think. But in, anyway, the other thing I wanted to discuss about, um, moving a site, migrating a site is when do you do it? Because sometimes we might think like, well, in the middle of our day, you know, but we're not really nine to fivers, are we? If we, if you have a schedule or whatever, that's fine. But if you're going to move a busy site, you may want to, think about when is that website not getting a lot of traffic? When is their traffic the lowest? If it's e-commerce or something like that, you don't want to be moving a site while they have shoppers on there trying to buy. So there are some things like you may want to put up um, a maintenance page just briefly if it's a, something like e-commerce. But other than that, I typically try and do in the evenings or, you know, I guess it depends on the business. You're, you know, like if I work with breweries and things like that, sometimes evenings are busy times for them. So, you know, it just depends on the client. But do you guys have any rules of thumb for that? Or you just say, I do it when I dang well want to. <laughs> yeah, if it's a busy site, then that's when you for sure need to or, or you're redesigning an existing site that has traffic. Mm -hmm. And I would say, look at their analytics. Yeah. Uh, you can try to guess what is their busy time, not busy time, but the analytics are going to tell you for sure. So don't try to guess. That's an interesting one because we uh, I had that with a client where I'd looked at their analytics and and I and I said to them I said I think we need to do this you know overnight ah oh, no you just do it Tuesday morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I was like are you sure and they said yeah yeah don't worry about it and, and I'd looked at their analytics I said well you've got quite a bit of traffic at that no no we'd rather do it during the day and I think partly for them was the fact that they would then be on site themselves so they'd be working during the course mm. of the day and they'd be sense. sort of keeping an eye on things uh, and all the rest of it i always say with all migrations don't ever do anything on a thursday or a friday that's what i was um, gonna say yeah ever yeah <laughs> um, at least he, if you want to have your weekend off don't do that yeah thing. yeah don't yeah. do it don't do it um and um and I think that the, you know, the Monday, Tuesdays is, 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 is a good time. Mondays people tend to avoid because of the beginning of the week. Um, Tuesdays is, a, is, I think, is probably one of the best days because then people have had their Monday. They've dealt with whatever they've have happened at the weekend. You've got Tuesday. They're keyed up for it. They're ready to go. Um, and they're usually much more supportive, I find. Also, it's a mental thing as well as people's weeks go on. You know, the more pressure that people have yeah. got in businesses and towards the end of the week, they're starting to get tired and you're getting tired as well. So I always think Tuesday's a really good day. Yeah, I'm always tired. But Nancy <laughs> makes a good point too, uh, that, well, this was from somebody else that 
like doing it on Monday nights. She said, you might have the best chance of getting the right hosting support tech, which is interesting too. Would they have their top guys uh, on tech support over the weekend? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Just another factor to think about. As with so many things in our world, you guys, there's a million different little components to this. There's so much that goes into it. Uh, and these, this, this is a super technical thing and it can be scary, but we are here to tell you that you got this. You can do it. It's tricky and it's technical, but once you learn it and once you've gotten a few under your belt, you can do it again and you can do it again and you can do it again. And then you have hundreds of sites, you know? So this isn't something that is like mysterious and out of your hands. Uh, I think everybody, everybody out there, you guys all have the capability of launching and moving and cloning your websites, no matter what tools you have. There's That's the other tricky thing is that there's not just one straight way to do it. There's so many different ways you can approach it. So I think this is my final thought is that dive in, don't be afraid of the tech and we're all out there. You know, there's so many people that you are in communication with that have done it and have figured this stuff out. If you just need to run something by some of us, hit us up or hit up some of your colleagues that are here in the chat listening to this too. You know, phone a friend if you need to. Sometimes that's all you need is just to have somebody say like, no, no, you're good. You got this. And they'll, you know, take a quick peek and then you don't have to be like shaking as you hit the button to launch it. But anyway, that's my final thought. Does anybody else have a final thought? I do. I was going to say, uh, I think I, one thing that I highly recommend doing super important for learning how to migrate properly, but in general, if you are someone who's making a career out of building WordPress websites, have a very thorough understanding of how WordPress works, uh, where WordPress stores content. And, and I'm not saying like you have to learn PHP cause you don't, um, but you can have a, uh, conceptual understanding of how WordPress fits together and where content is stored. And then for Divi users, taking a step further, how Divi stores content and everything and, and learning how to export from Divi and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so that when things go wrong, you can a lot easier, a lot more easily be able to troubleshoot. Um, but there's so many things, not just for migrating sites, but when you're uh, building things and, 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 you know, trying to figure out, you know, what an error is coming from and stuff, just having a good understanding of how it all fits together. I call it the anatomy of a WordPress website. Uh, me and David in our Divi Business Expert course have a lesson on it because um, it's that important. If you're going to build websites for a living, then knowing how they work. And I'm, again, I'm not saying you have to learn to code because you definitely do not. But the more you have an understanding, the, the better off you're going to be for migrating sites and, and, and everything in between. So, Cool. I've got a final, final thought. Um, you will, at the beginning of your project, if you've put it onto your own, uh, say you put it on your own subdomain on your development site, you will have turned off the ability for Google to index <gasps> that site. <laughs> Do not forget to untick that box when you move it over, especially if there's SEO involved, because your site will be wiped out overnight by Google. They're literally gone. <laughs> so it's it can get it back. Don't worry. You can get it back. But um, just make sure you untick that box. It should be part one, one of the things on your list. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I love the Yoast plugin is they, they will give you a huge warning if that box yes. is checked. That's right. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Yeah, and I would say, uh, you know, kind of I, the idea with the list, create a list, but start always have a backup. Make a backup of both sites. If you're if you if you're gonna migrate, oh, you know, that's uh, a good tip. Uh, over a live site, get a get a backup mm -hmm. of of both sites. Also, get a good screenshot um, before and after. But do and you can always test it. You you don't have to, especially if you're new. You don't have to do it the first time from your staging or development site to the client's live site. Like you can you can test this and you know practice and then and then do it. So Ooh, yeah. yeah, make a backup Those practice. Are some good tips, man. Yeah. Eric, I think Eric won the final thoughts thing. I, uh, I did. Do, do you <laughs> want to competition, guys? Stephanie? Come on. <laughs> Isn't everything? Do what? What? Yeah, um, I mean, he'd be hard for. Yeah, like no, there's no. Hey, do you guys? We have a launch checklist on our site. Do any of you guys have one of those for people to check out as well? This is like the, this is the logistics of moving a site. But there's so many other bits and pieces, right? Like checking all your links and running your speed tests and things like those screenshots. So if anybody wants our checklist, well, I'll put it in the. Uh, show notes for you, uh, or if any of the other guys have one as well, we can include all of them. And if compare. you want to go and uh, see Stephanie and judge her checklist to see if she's missing anything, because <laughs> that's what we do, right? <laughs> as web developers, is we go and look at what other people are doing, and sometimes we learn something. Other times, we just judge that they're not doing yeah. something a certain way that we like to Listen. do. Listen, <laughs> hey, go try out my checklist, and if the site breaks, let me know what I forgot. Yeah, let me know. I'll, I'll update it. It's, it's pretty good, though, I think. Anyway, all right. Thanks, you guys. Next week, Divi Chat O'Clock, we will be tackling the beast of DNS. It's DNS. about time. I'm so sick of talking about We'll be talking, talking about, about time it. to live. And time, time to die. It's almost time to live for <laughs> DNS. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know, Mike. I'm gonna have to. How do you find? How do we find out who created? I got that? a lot of votes. I got a lot of votes. I got how David, got Suzanne. They were all there. All right. See, I typed it in on Google. Is it time to live or is it time to live? And I didn't get anything. And the answer was yes. <laughs> Apparently, they're spelled the exact same way. So oh, it's brutal. All right, you guys. Thanks so much. Great to have you here. Thanks for hanging in there with this heavy topic. We're going to have another one next week. And then who knows? Maybe we'll have a party. The following. We'll, we'll talk about cupcakes the week after that pizza or something. Party. We all need cupcakes. a yeah, pizza party. Cupcakes. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.